0: anybody who wants to build their wealth and reduce their taxes. I look at so many people who don't even blink at 20, 30, 50, hundred thousand dollars in taxes. I mean, they don't like it, but they don't think there's a way out of it. And so it's fun to help them.
1: This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host Javier has already been through all the brain damage of this business. So you don't have to go through it. That way you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So Let's dive into another No BS episode right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, to the Naked Truth about Real Estate Investing, the Naked Truth about Leverage Life, the Naked Truth about Infinite Banking, or like we said before, Real Estate Investing. Today, I have Dan Thompson out of Boise, Idaho. He's going to talk about all those three things. Maybe, I'm not sure exactly what, but it might be some Infinite Banking, Leverage Life, Real Estate Investing, His Unique Way into investing in real estate. So Dan, thank you so much for being on the
0: show. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'm out of Boise, Idaho, California grown, but came here thinking I'd only stay a couple of years. And that was in 1990. <laughs> it's a great place to live. So thanks for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. Awesome. So why don't you tell me
1: what got you to Idaho and then what got you into investing?
0: Well, kind of a sad tale to get to Idaho. My mom died at 46. She was very young, cancer. I married somebody from Idaho. And so after my mom passed away, we thought, well, let's go live by grandparents and at least give it a go. And like I say, it's been great. Love it here. But I actually started in the business in 86 as a stockbroker. I always wanted to be one When I was 15 years old, I was driving around with my dad, and he had this really wealthy friend who said he made thirty thousand dollars that month in the stock market. I'm like, what? Thirty thousand? I'm 15 years old, making two fifty an hour. (laughs) That'd take me six years to make thirty thousand bucks. So it literally turned the light bulb on. I grew up fairly on the low, 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 low middle class side, and so I always had a desire to try to. Better myself. And so I begged a bunch of companies to hire me when I was about 22, and one finally did. And so I spent about 13, 14 years as a stockbroker, more traditional financial planning. After the dot com boom and bust, I just figured I got to find a better way. This isn't working. All these roller coaster rides, clients do great for five, seven, eight years, and then lose half of it and start over again is just really frustrating. So I spent a good part of a year, almost two years, just going through everything that was out there to see what could possibly be better than just traditional financial planning and run across what we do now. So just to go back, you were 15 years old, you were making 250 an hour.
1: Let's just say it's not $250 an hour. It was $2.50 an hour, just to confirm. <laughs> yeah, please.
0: Okay. Yeah, all right. $2.50 okay, moving all right. dirt for a landscaper.
1: <laughs> That's funny. So one of my older kids, he's doing fairly well now. And I used to have him do anything like basically shovel shit out of a crawl space, like literally dress up and go put insulation in the crawl space, waterproof a crawl space. And now he's like, that. thanks for those $15 an hour. And that was $15 an hour. <laughs> right, like that's for those fifteen dollars an hour lessons because I never want to do that again, like never. Right? I think when you're younger and you're always out there, hey, you know, I need to make this, I need to make that, and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, look, I made X amount of dollars," and then you like calculate it in your mind, saying, "Holy smokes, it's gonna take me years to make thirty grand." Right? He did it in a month, right? And it just it's crazy as this sounds, but you meet somebody who tells you that, and then your belief level just opens up, right? So. Tell me a little bit about that progression, going from that belief level to trading stocks to what you do now. How has that affected your career?
0: Yeah. Again, growing up on the poor side of things and never really having any money. One of the reasons why I was working at 15 is because if I wanted something, I had to figure out a way to get it. My parents weren't able to give me anything. I liked uh, back then, it's when I started getting into water skiing and snow skiing. So if I wanted a pair of skis or something, I had to go figure out how to get them. And so I think those were great lessons. I don't regret at all how I had to work my way to get anything, but it also gave me a very good sense of work ethic. So when I started finally as a stockbroker, it was amazing to me how I just could outwork anybody. I mean, I'd be the only guy in the office literally opening up the phone book at six o'clock at night because back then had to wait for people to get home. So I was dialing for dollars for years and years, just hoping somebody would listen to me. Ended up doing really well. I turned out to be the number one guy within 18 months. And that inspired me to say, well, you know what? I could probably do this better on my own. So I actually went out at 18 months, opened up my own firm. I built it up to five offices. I had 60 advisors working for me, but that wasn't really fulfilling. I felt like I was kind of a glorified babysitter. So I really wanted to find this niche where I could literally help people more so than I could just sell them some stock because anybody could do this. And that's what led me into leveraging life insurance. So what we do now is we just pack full as much as we can, a high cash value life insurance policy, and then we leverage that. And of course, I like real estate. I like equipment leasing. I like things like that. So Part of my forte is to teach people how to leverage their policy into doing other things that they're interested in. It might be their own business. It may be real estate, whatever. In about 05, I was taking my policy and I was lending it to a builder. And I did that for a couple of years. And then the builder finally said, why aren't you just doing this yourself? So I opened up my own home building company in about 07 and started building houses And fast forward, last year, we built about close to $45 million worth of homes, all starting off of leveraging life insurance. So that's how we got to where we're at. Now we get into multifamily and like I say, equipment leasing and things like that. A big emphasis is to reduce or eliminate our clients' taxes and produce passive income on a tax-free basis as well and put them in a place they never thought they could be in because... Just saving taxes alone can add so much wealth to your bottom line. It's just crazy over the years. Dan, thanks so much for that. So I want to hit a couple of points. We definitely want to
1: hit on what's your ideal client. Just give us some more information on taxes and how to leverage your life insurance. But before we go there, I'm going to actually say something I've actually never said in the podcast. I don't even think I've ever even mentioned it much. We do have a couple of things in common. One is unfortunate. The other one is it kind of made us where we are now. The first one is my mom passed away, which was in her 51, I believe, 50 or or 51, about eight or 10 years ago, roughly. And I was already a grown adult. It was still hard for me. And number two is I worked since I was 13, 14, 15, right? I've always found something to do. I never wanted to take the bus to high school. Like that was my goal. And when I was a freshman in high school, I had no insurance. I had no driver's license, but I had a car, right? And I would drive to school and I knocked on people's doors because I couldn't park at the parking lot of school until I found a lady who said, yes, you can park in my driveway because most people park here, don't even tell me. So I parked in her driveway for the first semester. Then I got my license and then I was able to get my insurance. And <laughs> But anyways, that's a side story, which I've really never even shared, but I go to school, I work. Right? I go to school, do homework, I work. And that put that work ethic in me. And I think I believe that has helped me be where I'm at. So I-, I relate to you, that hard work, when you wanted something, you had to go get it. I thought everybody ate bologna sandwiches seven days a week. That was the one, but <laughs> I didn't realize that sometimes I got cheese on it, but most of the time it was just plain bologna sandwiches. And I would tell my mom, leave the, the thing around, the red thing, so I can chew on it afterwards, right? Like oh. a piece go. Anyways. So with that said, let's go ahead and talk about your business now that you're helping people. And from everything that I heard, I heard you started leveraging your life insurance. And then six months later, you're building $45 million worth of houses. That's not what I heard, right? It didn't take me six months or it didn't take you six months. So tell me the process, right? Like number one, what's your ideal client? right? And then how do you leverage for them and then just go through that process?
0: Well, we have a lot of professionals, a lot of business owners. Ideal client really is anybody who wants to build their wealth and reduce their taxes. I mean, I sit there and I look at so many people who don't even blink at 20, 30, 50, a hundred thousand dollars in taxes. I mean, they don't like it, but they don't think there's a way out of it. And so it's fun to help them. We just helped a guy who pays $2 million a year in taxes basically eliminate them. So that's a big smile on my face when we can do that. And basically we put that right back in their pocket. So if I can save you 20 or 50 or hundred thousand dollars that you were going to pay to taxes this year, and then you can take that money and pack it into your life policy and then leverage that policy into other assets, other passive income. I mean, that's just a win-win. And we just rinse and repeat and recycle that over and over And it took me, let's see, we went about six years to grow from four or five houses a year to 20, 30 houses a year. And like I say, last year, we probably sold about 45 million in new homes.
1: One of the things is somebody's thinking out there, okay, great. Do I need to build houses? No, you can, like you say, you can lease equipment, you can lend your money. You can pretty much do as much because you're pretty much your own bank. You have access to that cash on that insurance. I'm just telling you what I know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm definitely not an expert. I just know a little bit to be dangerous. You can pretty much do a lot with it, whatever fits your personality. Depends how much time you have, how much work you want to put into it. You want to be active, you want to be passive. But I'm sure there's a custom plan for most people out there that are paying, like you said, 20, 30, 40, 50K or more in taxes a year. There's something they can do.
0: Oh, absolutely. And yet, you do not have to go out and start a building company. You can be as passive as you like to be. There's really just a lot of opportunities. Through some of the stuff we do, just, uh, gosh, I guess a couple months ago, I ended up buying a student housing project near Texas A&M, which is one of the largest schools in the country. They are so short on student housing. That's going to be not only a nice cash flow opportunity, but it's going to wipe out even more taxes in the future. So there's ways to be passive. There are ways to be active. The education, understanding what you can do. And most people don't understand the benefits of starting your money inside of a life insurance policy because everything that you do from that policy actually gets better. So if I'm expecting a, let's say a 12% rate of return on some real estate, if I run it through the policy, I'll get some additional tax benefits and it'll probably come out to 14, 15%. So I'll, I'll actually pick up a few more percentage points If I've used my policy as my capital account, we have clients who just, and even including myself, I mean, we shove in as much as the insurance companies will let us. And then we typically use uh, bank financing for a line of credit against the policy to go do our opportunities, or we can just borrow directly from the insurance company and use it to get into the real estate or whatever we want to do. A lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, I mean, it's a perfect fit for all them.
1: Yeah, you can get some money out and go buy a business, right? Maybe if you're out there and you want to buy some type of business. You can use that for your down payment. You can do quite a bit of things. You have plenty of options. So I know every scenario is different, but kind of walk me through if somebody gets involved, does their insurance? Like, what's uh, the? A lot of the times, people want it like right away. So I know sometimes you got to wait a year or two years, or it just depends, right? How much money you put in the policy, or the limit, or the type of plan that you get, but. Give me just the ballpark or just give me some examples. How quickly do you access their money?
0: No, you're exactly right. If people have the opportunity and the capital to make large lump sums, so to speak, we can get going right away. I mean, we can put that money in and the next week we can start utilizing it. Those who are more or less building up their capital, maybe they're adding money monthly. Yeah, it might take a little while to get enough capital to go do something significant, but... For the most part, we have clients dropping in 50, 100, 250, a million, anywhere in between. And then we can utilize that almost immediately to, again, leverage into other opportunities. Just a good example, my son, him and a friend of his, they just bought their third business and they use their policies in a very unique way, but it's still the same thing. They've been able to buy three businesses leveraging their policies. That's very interesting. Yes, for sure. It's a good way because you're going to make a great return as well
1: buying these businesses.
0: Oh yeah. And these businesses have been around 12, 15 years. They're already seasoned. They don't have to go in and reinvent the wheel. They just got to keep it going. And both of them are really good at marketing. So they're going to blow those businesses up even more. Wow. That's that's great. That's awesome. So let me ask you a question. A lot of folks do
1: their insurance, things like that. They also combine it with a trust, things like that. Do you offer that as
0: well? Oh, yeah. That becomes critical as your assets and your net worth grows. We've got some of the most advanced estate and trust planning attorneys in the nation. In fact, I'm going to be going to Dallas in October. We're going to do a big event. One of the speakers at that event is also going to be our trust guy. And yeah, we can wipe out taxes and estate taxes and generational planning and so forth so much better with some of these innovative trusts for sure.
1: Oh, uh, that is great. Wisemoneytools.com. I'm looking at
0: your website.
1: It says work with us. I see infinite banking link or a subject. I see a leverage life. I see a real estate investing. There's learn about us. So, this is a good way for folks to go get a hold of you. I know that you've got a newsletter. You can sign up as well. And there's links to your YouTube channel, which is also WisemoneyTools, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. How else can people get more information?
0: Yeah, just about anything social media, they can find us. I think most people spend a lot of time on my YouTube channel just because we have, gosh, I think 600 videos now. And we certainly, we love a client that have a little bit of knowledge and education. And then once we talk to them, it's a little bit easier for them to grasp what we're doing. But we're happy to create designs for people, see how it works in their situation I'm the first one to tell everybody, hey, we can't help everybody. Not everybody fits our model, but it's certainly worth exploring, especially if you are tired of paying taxes. <laughs> we can potentially eliminate those and put more money back in your pocket. Well, I'll just let you know, I just subscribed to your YouTube channel and yeah. I'm really interested in seeing this
1: video. It got over a hundred thousand views. It says uh, why universal policies will fail. So I'm going to watch that sometime this week. And <laughs> I also follow you on Instagram. I noticed you don't have TikTok. Thank you so much because I don't have TikTok either. And it's just, I spent a lot of time there when I had it for like two months and I'm going to stay away from there. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, I know myself.
0: Well, we're actually on there, but I just don't necessarily put it as a link. But yeah, I think we've probably got a few hundred shorts out there on TikTok as well. I think it's wise money, Dan on TikTok.
1: Yep. And also on Instagram, it's wise money, Dan. YouTube is wise money tools. And also your website. So before we transition a little bit on the show, tell me a little bit about kind of what the process is. Right, this is what happens. Right, there's so many hardworking people out there. They're business owners. You got some busy professionals. You got people who are paying their taxes, and they're very smart. They're very savvy. But sometimes it can seem a little bit overwhelming. Like, oh, I got to learn this. I got to learn that. Or what kind of plan you trust? Like, and it just seems to be like they lack the knowledge. Right, it's hard for them to just even make that decision of saying, hey, look, this would actually help me. So tell me, what would you say would be the biggest reason why people don't do this? Was it, would it be lack of knowledge, just they're scared? I mean, they just don't know about it. What do you think?
0: Well, I think part of it is the world I came from. I mean, Wall Street and traditional financial planning has a lock on most people. I mean, think about it. You get your first job, you go into the HR department, and the first thing they're doing is they're hooking you up with a 401k. And that might be the worst thing you could do because you may be in the lowest tax bracket you'll ever be in. So why not get rid of the tax altogether? So really, what it really boils down to is just people taking a few minutes, getting a little bit out of the box thinking. The nice thing about how we handle our thing, I mean, we have so many staff that we just handhold this process every year, every time we need to do some updates. It's just white glove hand holding. So people don't have to be an expert. Just need to understand a few things. The nice thing about it is that the capital is protected. It's in one of the safest places you can store your money, and that's in a high quality A plus life insurance policy. And then we'll leverage and utilize it based on their sophistication, what they want to do. Not everybody does the real estate, not everybody does the equipment leasing, but we'll just assess the situation and take it one step at a time. They may have opportunities themselves. And just by using the policy as a capital account, great. They could do just that much better running it through our processes.
1: That is awesome. That's a great answer. And I know for me specifically, it was just pretty much a lack of knowledge, right? Not really taking the time, even 20, 30 minutes, just to get myself more familiarized with this type of insurance or banking. And then probably the other thing was, I just kept seeing like, there's just so many different options, right? So it was a little bit overwhelming because there's just so many ways that you can structure it. And then you start thinking, okay, which is the right way? And I just said, okay, great. There's not one right way for everybody. It has to fit whatever. It has to fit me, right? It's not like one way for everybody has to fit me. Now is when I was able to do it a little bit easier. But for me, personally speaking, the personal level, it was very overwhelming.
0: Well, one thing that I like to tell people is I'm my best client. (laughs) What I mean is I follow my own advice. There's nothing that I would show them or encourage them to do that I either aren't doing or haven't or aren't continually doing myself. So we're right in the thick of it, right with our clients. My partner is the same thing. We all practice what we preach and we've got the experience. I mean, I know how this stuff works and we can make it a very easy transition out of that more traditional financial planning, just buy mutual funds and cross your fingers take more of a hands-on approach. And again, wiping out those taxes is just huge.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. That's a great value. A lot of people also say they don't take the first step because they've been oh, you know what? I should have done it five years ago or 10 years ago. And what I say is, I keep saying, I got to make a t-shirt that it says, today's your shoulda woulda day, right? Like, you know what? Time's yeah. still going to pass. You might as well do it today, right? Don't let three years pass and be like, oh, I should have bought real estate three years ago.
0: Yeah. That reminds me of a quote I heard. I think I heard this even when I was a teenager and it's just stuck with me is something like, today's the today you worried about yesterday.
1: (laughs) There you go. Yeah, for sure. And 20 years from now, you will be like, I should have bought real estate in 2023 or 2022, 2024. But you're like, oh, it's so expensive. It's just, at the end of the day, you got to make a decision and better yourself. Look, we all like the roads and everything like that, but we don't like the $800 $800 toilet seats, right? That our government spends money on. So we <laughs> definitely like the roads, some services and things like that. So it's okay to pay your taxes on your cars or whatever you got to pay on. But if you can keep most of it in your pocket, you'll be a better steward than anybody else. I can tell you that. So Dan, anything else in specific you want to mention before we transition? Any websites is that the best way to get a hold of you email or what's the best way?
0: Yeah. Website. My email is dan at wisemoneytools.com as well. So feel free to reach out that way. But yeah, spend a few minutes on some videos on the YouTube channel. See what you think. Reach out anytime you have any questions. And again, I like to just say, hey, it's worth exploring. If it's something that you're not familiar with, it's certainly worth exploring. And I think once you see how easily it can be implemented, it's kind of fun. It gets to a point where our clients are trying to find money under the couch cushions. How can I get more in? It's just the fun business to be in once people grasp the concept. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you,
1: Dan. I appreciate you being on the show. And with that, I'm going to transition over to my favorite part of the show, which got nothing to do with finances. It's got nothing to do with business. It's just has to do with life. I'm going to share my screen And I call this the Naked Truth Roulette, which I'm going to ask you three random questions. And I'm not going to give you a pass, Dan. You can't pass (laughs) any questions. You've dialed for dollars. So you got very thick skin. I can tell you that already. (laughs) I know that for a fact. Let's do it. All right, let's go. (laughs) Question number one. (laughs) I like it. All right, Dan, you are in a zombie apocalypse. And there's three people you can have with you. Okay. Now it can be, you're going to go and save your family. So it can't be anybody in your family, right? It has to be three random people not related to you. Who would you have? What three people
0: you'd have on your team? Oh my gosh. I'd probably have my partner, Kirk, because he's smart. He can figure things out in case we need to hide and build a fort. (laughs) Speaking of that, I'd have another friend, Ryan, who's just an outdoors guru in case we have to live off the land. Let's see who else. Maybe, well... No, I I better not say that. I was going to say maybe Brian's wife in case somebody has to repopulate the earth.
1: (laughs) Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, Brian's wife. There you go. For sure. Yeah. My choices was three very attractive movie stars. That was my choice. I told myself, we got to repopulate the world. And my wife was right next door. And she's like, I heard that. And she's like, you have a bisectomy anyways. You can't even repopulate the world. I'm like, oh, that's true. But anyways, (laughs) all right. Great answer there, Dan. Let's go. Question
0: number two. All right. What is your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food, hands down, is Chipotle.
1: (laughs) All right. You and my soon-to-be 19-year-old daughter is Chipotle. I have a Chipotle. I should buy some stock in that because she loves Chipotle. I think she goes there three to five times a week. So
0: That's me. In fact, we charge a lot of money each month to our credit cards for our building company. We pay them off each month, by the way, but I get a lot of points and I always convert at least two or $300 a month into Chipotle gift cards.
1: (laughs) There you go. It's actually, it's pretty good. Every time I say Chipotle again, and then I end up eating half her food because she won't eat it, right? She won't finish it and I end up eating it. It's pretty good. I like it. So (laughs) Chipotle. All right, let's go. Last question for Dan. All right. What is the worst chore to do around the house?
0: Oh, for me, weeding. Weeding the garden, weeding the yard. I just hate weeds.
1: Well, many years ago, I've been married 25 years and I got married. I told my wife, honey, I don't really want to mow a lawn or do any yard work and things like that. She's like, oh, honey. She's like, you don't have to, as long as you pay somebody else to do it. Like, okay. That was her answer. And I don't like it either. Number one, I get allergies. Number two is like, just something that I don't like. I'll wash dishes before I go mow the lawn. So (laughs) Dan, thank you so much for being a good sport and surviving the naked truth roulette.
0: All right. Well, that first one was a doozy. I I
1: like that one. There we go. Thank you so much for being on the show. Wisemoneytools.com. There's a lot of social media links there. Check out the YouTube channel. Sign up for the newsletter. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. This was fun. And I look forward to talking to anybody who'd like to talk. Awesome. I am Javier,
1: your host don't lose your shirt. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time, energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel, or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team, tracking deals, doing tasks for everybody. It's uh, its actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool. Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. This has been the Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll see
0: you on the next episode.